In June 2023, Fortune magazine published a piece entitled Bosses are fed up with remote work for four main reasons. Some of them are undeniable. Well, I'm going to deny them. Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. I'm Steve Prentice. Each of our Cool Time Life podcasts focuses on a topic dealing with people, productivity, technology and life. And each offers ideas and facts you need to know about to thrive in today's busy world. An index of our podcast is available at steveprentice.com under the podcast link. The Fortune piece is just one of hundreds that come out every week on the topic of hybrid work, and they tend to flip back and forth, pro or con, on the subject, often within the same publication and sometimes even on the same day. A publication's opinion on this topic reminds me of the old joke about consultants, of which I am one, which is when you ask a consultant, what time is it, they will reply... What time do you want it to be? Sometimes, though, a story catches my eye because it goes a little overboard, in my opinion, with the hyperbole. With the Fortune article, this started with the photo, a hero image that sits between the headline and the copy and which is intended to catch your eye, as it did with me. I have included a link to the story in the show notes to this episode, but you can also search for the terms Fortune and Bosses Are Fed Up and find it that way as well. The image alone is a classic stereotype. It's a stock photo of what looks like a slacker lazing away in bed, noodling on his computer. How can you tell he's a slacker? Well, maybe it's the long hair and the beard. Hmm, has anyone with long hair and a beard ever achieved anything? This image is about as inaccurate as those of cybercrime hackers, you know, those faceless youths in hoodies typing evil code inside a curtain of overlaid green text. It's not only inaccurate, it's also quite insulting. Most hackers do not look like kids in hoodies, and most people working remotely don't do it in bed. It's time to file these images under insulting cultural stereotypes. I'm sorry, but most people, remote workers and hackers alike, look just like everyone else. Besides, for this fortune story, the stock photography model in that bed has really nice hair. He obviously has the discipline to care for it well. As much as he could be hiding in bed, avoiding work as the image mutely suggests, it's equally possible that he is guiding a unicorn company into the stratosphere from there. Or is that not allowed? Maybe someone should strip Richard Branson of his Necker Island hammock if that's the case. Anyone who's ever been to a Starbucks in the last two decades knows they are often packed with busy, energetic, motivated self-starters who work from home and use coffee shops as their place to meet. People generally love to work when the conditions are right, even people with long hair and beards. It's fascinating to watch people who believe in themselves and in their companies as they get out there and drum up business as entrepreneurs or as they continue to do the work that they provide to their employer. They seem to have no problem getting the work done, even though they are far away from a cubicle and maybe working in time slots other than, or maybe exceeding, 9 to 5. The article suggests that managers believe that people who are at the office 8 hours a day will put in a solid 8 hours of work, and anyone who believes that should maybe not be in management. These in-office workers get called into overlong, often pointless meetings. They struggle with overloaded email inboxes and constant interruptions from those same managers. All they want is time to be left alone to get their work done, and they never get it. They lose more productivity through distractions and overload than the bar charts included in the Fortune article let on. I have been working with these people for 30 years. I have written books about time management, stress management, and productivity, And I can tell you those are the top three complaints. 
Meetings, email and interruptions. Always. They may not have a bed to sneak back to in the office, but there's no question. Some in-office work will get done and some will correspondingly not get done. Much of this has to do with the fact that in-office workers can be at their desk and still be virtually asleep. It's what we have called for years presenteeism. You're there at the office, but your mind is somewhere else. This happens to everyone and is a direct result of that same burden of overload, emails, meetings and interruptions, paired with the fact that eight hours is longer than a human energy curve, which rises and falls regularly during this period as a result of blood sugar, diet, stress, fatigue, overload and distraction. Most people feel this worst around 2.30 in the afternoon and they struggle through the zone as if they were literally asleep at their desks. And this is even worse for meetings that are held between 2 and 3 o'clock. The worst part of this Fortune article for me, though, is the use of the word remote and the way it seems to brand such employees as scofflaws who are out of sight of the boss and therefore free to fulfill the supposed desire of every worker everywhere to avoid work at all costs. The very assumption that employees, once out of sight of their boss, will slack off actually points to a much deeper problem, one where a lack of trust collides with a desire to dominate and consequently crushes the drive and pride that almost every professional person feels about their ability to do a great job and their desire to be seen doing that great job. Remote is a bad word, certainly, which is, I think, why it is so much used in the article. The connotation of remote is negative. It's like being marooned on an island somewhere or in the Arctic or desert, a place where connection cannot be made. It is a word that says managers cannot watch and interact with their teams and that team members feel out of touch with the people back at the office. But are those the only two options? Certainly not. There is a more positive term, distributed, which describes the same people, but in that single word places the focus on the fact that they have a center around which they are distributed. This is what these workers are. They are not remote, they are distributed, which means that despite being in different physical locations, they are able to rejoin and work together. This approach allows people to work better, live better, and produce better, not by being shoehorned into an office, but to instead find jobs, roles, and schedules that better fit their own lives and passions, and in turn produce better output for their employers. This is something that is woefully ignored by much of the media and corporate culture since it actually shines a light on the fact that this can actually work. And who wants to hear that? There's already a raft of applications out there designed to keep a team in a state of constant presence even when they are in their own homes or in coffee shops. These applications, which I have mentioned before, like Toucan Spaces and Verbella, are designed to be on all the time, allowing for a virtual office space to have all team members visually present where they can be chatted with, where they can have impromptu meetings, where they can enjoy well-designed onboarding experiences, and where they can also work undisturbed, all the while being in a common place. This is not the Zoom or Teams video meeting that everyone has had to get used to during the pandemic. Instead, it's an always-on presence, in which meetings only play a small part, as they should, in real life. The problem with articles like this, in my opinion, is that it supposes that there are only two ways to exist, in the office or remote, and that all managers want their employees back and that all employees want to just go back to bed. Out of millions and millions of hard-working people, there will always be a few slackers for sure, but I can guarantee they're not all homebound remote employees with nice hair and beards. Many slackers find their way into the office and into management as well.
A century ago, when the automobile was made available to the common public, there was an outcry from certain groups that it should be banned on account of the fact that bank robbers could now escape faster than the horse-mounted police could chase them. Indeed, every innovation, including the printing press, the bicycle and the computer, have been greeted with a sound no from those who wish to retain what they have, which is generally not productivity, but control. The future of work will not be based on a return to 20th century practices that involve a commute to a building that was never designed with human needs in mind. For those whose work primarily involves a computer, as opposed to a fire truck or a farm, the future of work is not based on location at all, but on passion and trust. I would propose that rather than using this article's four main reasons as proof of the failure of the remote model, we use it instead to ask why these reasons exist and how work and management can both evolve to benefit both sides. Evolution is a constant. Resistance is both retrograde and ultimately futile. To find out more, maybe ask some of those people at Starbucks, or at Verbella, or at Toucan, if they can fit you in, that is. So there you have it, my short podcast about the Fortune article and many others like it who seem to have missed the point about the future of work and of hardworking people. If you have a comment about this podcast, you can drop me a line through the contact form at steveprentice.com, where you can also find my social media links. A full listing of past episodes is available at steveprentice.com slash podcast. I try to update the episodes regularly so that the concepts do not get dated, so check them out and download whatever feels good. If you feel you are getting value from this series, please do leave a review, and if you want to, you can support us on Patreon. If that feels fair to you, please visit patreon.com slash steveprentice. Until next time, I am Steve Prentice. Stay safe, and thanks for listening. <laughs>